Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. We have a major acquisition in the news today. So, Sean, let's just get right to it. What are we going to talk about today? Yeah, today we'll talk about Procerion's clinical trial milestone, a vascular access ultrasound product launch for BD, the first commercial cases with the Medtronic renal denervation system, questions over animal practices at Neuralink, and a major cardiovascular device acquisition at Johnson & Johnson, as you mentioned. What's the first thing that we should know for today? The first thing is that Procerion enrolled the first patient in its FDA IDE trial for its mechanical circulatory support tech. Another positive step for the company, which had good results from a pilot study presented earlier this year as well. What is this device and how does it work? It's called the Aortics device. It's a catheter-deployed pump inserted into the descending thoracic aorta designed to directly unload the heart and improve cardiac performance while also increasing perfusion to the kidneys. What does the company plan to study in this IDE trial? So the drain HF study evaluates aortics in patients with acute decompensated heart failure, ADHF, and they're unresponsive to standard medical therapy. So the trial will look at the safety and effectiveness of aortics compared to the standard of care, which includes high-dose IV diuretics. What did doctors who have used the device so far think about its performance? Dr. Basim Chahab, who enrolled the first patient in the trial in Kansas, said there are no effective treatment options for patients with ADHF who remain congested despite being treated with high-dose intravenous diuretic therapy, and that new therapy options are critically needed. Additionally, Dr. Jillian Grafton enrolled the first patient in a registry that's part of the trial in Detroit. She said the aortics pump has already demonstrated promising results to help offload fluid and improve kidney function, and she's excited to be able to advance the heart failure patients in the trial. Now let's talk about that news from BD. Yeah, BD launched the SiteRight Vascular Access Ultrasound System. It's part of its one-stick hospital stay initiative, which aims to enhance the patient experience. What does the ultrasound system do? This system, the SiteRight 9, it helps with vascular access device placement, improving clinician efficiency when placing these devices, like peripherally inserted central catheters, central venous catheters, IV lines, and other vascular access devices. What are some of its features? Well, it's got an updated 15.6-inch touchscreen with enhanced image quality, leading catheter placement tools and technologies, plus integrated visualization tools like the Q-Needle tracking system and the Sherlock 3CG Plus tip confirmation system. And BD also said that it developed a system with smart connected technology. Interesting. What are executives saying? Eric Boren, the BD Worldwide President of Medication Delivery Solutions, said that by combining decades of leadership in vascular access with voice of the customer enhancements, BD has developed a best-in-class solution to aid in insertion success on the first attempt and reduce the need for repeated needle sticks to deliver a better care experience for everyone involved. And as I mentioned, that's all part of the One Stick Stay initiative at BD that's been going on for a few years now. And now let's talk about the simplicity spiral, which I feel like we've talked about a lot recently, but this is obviously some some big news. Yeah, Medtronic reported the first patient treated with the simplicity spiral renal denervation system. So following the system's landmark approval a couple of weeks ago, we actually spoke about that earlier this week. We have the first commercial cases. What can you tell us about these first procedures? 
Well, we know that the now approved system was used in the first commercial procedure at Piedmont Atlanta Hospital. Dr. David Kanzari, the chief of Piedmont Heart Institute and Cardiovascular Services, performed the procedure. Kanzari actually also served as the lead principal investigator in the spiral HTN on med clinical trial for the system, which was used to support its submission for FDA approval. So he's actually someone with significant experience in terms of performing the procedure. What do doctors who have used the system think about its performance? Well, Kanzari called it an exciting opportunity to begin a new chapter of hypertension treatment. He said that for people with hypertension, medication and or lifestyle changes, it can help reduce blood pressure. But studies have shown that many people still don't gain control over their condition. And he's inspired by the potential of the complementary therapy to help treat the issue of high blood pressure for so many patients and looks forward to the future of hypertension care. And I'm sure this won't be the last time we'll hear about the Simplicity Spiral. It's been all over our feeds recently, all over our website. So some really interesting technology going on. Now let's talk about Elon Musk's company. Yeah, Elon Musk has denied the claims over Neuralink monkey deaths and U.S. lawmakers want an SEC probe. So a lot of the news we've had on Neuralink over the past year or so has been rather positive. But this story definitely goes in a much different direction and actually hits on issues that have popped up in the past. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the background of this issue and some of those problems that you just mentioned have popped up? So at least close to two years ago was the first time at least I was aware of questions arising over practices testing the brain implant on monkeys. Reuters then reported about a year ago that the U.S. government would look into Neuralink after reports of errors resulting in repeated experiments with animals actually losing their lives as a result. And U.S. lawmakers have now written a letter urging the SEC to look into these monkey deaths. What did Elon Musk claim on the record this week in regards to some of these monkey death claims? Yeah, so speaking at a New York Times event, Musk denied the allegations of what are described as gruesome deaths as a result of the brain-computer interface implant. He said the test monkeys live in what he called monkey paradise, went on to say that the implant, which is set for first-in-human testing, never directly caused the death of a monkey. He has previously responded to these claims by saying that the company used terminally ill monkeys for early implants, saying that those monkeys died from their illness, not because of the BCI. He even said a USDA inspector said she never saw a better animal care facility following an inspection. And he said, we are the nicest to animals you could possibly be. And why does the U.S. government want to look into Neuralink? Effectively, they believe there's cause to look at this as a securities fraud case. The Nonprofit Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine wrote a letter to the SEC earlier this year saying that Musk misled investors with his comments about the BCI's safety. And the letter says that Veterinary records showed that Neuralink was forced to euthanize 12 previously healthy monkeys. Those monkeys had received the implant and allegedly experienced symptoms like bloody diarrhea, paralysis, and brain swelling. So now, four members of the U.S. House of Representatives say Musk issued false statements around animal safety. Those lawmakers are specifically referring to the deaths of those 12 monkeys and asked the SEC to launch a probe into potential securities fraud committed by Musk, saying that the actions could have kept investors in the dark over those potential safety issues. There's a lot going on there, and I'm sure we will hear more about Neuralink as time goes on since BCIs are so popular right now. But now let's talk about Johnson & Johnson's latest acquisition. Yeah, J&J MedTech has entered the left atrial appendage device space with the acquisition of Laminar. So in the same week that Medtronic actually launched its own left atrial appendage or LAA device, J&J has made a play to leap into the competitive space. 
what are some of the details of this deal? Like cost, what subsidiary will it fall under and things like that? Well, it includes a $400 million upfront payment plus potential clinical and regulatory milestone payments down the line. And the unit will operate under J&J's Biosense Webster business, which as we've spoken about many times on this show, already develops AFib treatments in the form of ablation catheter technology. What makes Laminar's technology unique? So unlike the well-known LAA devices like Abbott's Amplats or Amulet and Boston Scientific's Watchman, which exclude or occlude the LAA, Laminar's aims to completely eliminate that appendage to treat AFib as part of stroke treatment. Rather than use a catheter-based device to plug and occlude the LAA, the approach utilizes rotational motion to, as it says, eliminate it. What do analysts think about this acquisition? Well, they didn't offer a ton of insight into the deal itself and what it might mean, but they did note unchanged ratings for J&J as well as its competitors, Abbott and Boston Scientific, indicating that they don't see this as an immediate difference maker in that market, which also makes sense given that this is a technology still in the relatively early stages of the regulatory process. There's an ongoing pivotal trial and only finished an early feasibility trial, so it's still early stages, as I said. And that was the final story that we had for today. So thank you, Sean, for bringing us all this news and your insights. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. Where can they find you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us next week for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.